Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry and we are nicely getting through season 12 where we are bringing you a horror movie a day every day in October celebrating the Halloween season and for today's episode we'll be talking about the 2001 horror mystery Jeepers Creepers written and directed by Victor Salva and starring Justin Long, Gina Phillips, Jonathan Breck and Brandon Smith. On the brink of the technological era blowing up, we are reduced to portable phones that lose battery life before losing signal, GPSs that are in the hands of roadmaps, congested formations of a police force, tame psychic abilities, and old tailed-end cars that are just becoming out of fashion. All this, however, reflects accurately the road siblings Trish and Darry hit as they are on their way to their parents during spring break. This going home for the holidays movie entirely concentrates on the desolate bucolic hollowness of America as it merges two young adults driving through it, lashing off innocent long drive car games, mild childish banter and revealing current affairs. A sibling-based movie is a rare breed to lead the movie, especially those of the opposite sex. I mean, we've seen them in some other crossbreed genres like The Addams Family with Wednesday and Pugsley or Enola and Sherlock recently in Enola Holmes and, of course, Junie and Carmen in Spy Kids, but it's never been that exploited. Director Victor Salva purposefully chose this dynamic to remove that sexual tension that we so see so often in horror movies and keep the focus on the creeper himself. The film opens in an orchestra-like fashion with the title pressed on screen one word at a time, vibrating complete awe and thunderous alarming events ahead. It mellows into a quiet outback of America where we see something fill the much empty soulless void as we see a car go past. It is there we stay inside the car with Trish and Darry. The chosen wide shot revealing the empty road behind is completely suspenseful as our assumptions get proven right as we see a dark, ominous-looking vehicle try and railroad them for reasons we are yet to develop. After a few innocent scares and some well-fashioned character development, they see someone in the distance dump a stringed-up white sheet with red marks down a pipe. The offender remains cleverly ambiguous, but enough for us to try and look closer at this figure that resembles the anatomy of a human being, but something is astray when we look for more than three seconds. The uncertainty is left with us as the camera gives us enough to question what we saw, and it is there. Our siblings get railroaded, and thus Jeepers Creepers is well set for the horrors ahead. The film outshines profoundly on where we think the film will set up tents and remain there all the way until the climax, but the distributed variation of locations is honestly effectively gripping as we are wondering what is going to happen next, where we're going to go next, considering they have managed to escape the clutches of several situations we thought would be the setting for their demise. Unlike conventional horrors where the location is set in stone, we continually assume that the siblings will remain at a chosen location, but the swift difference in settings is a compliment to director Victor Salva, who tries to send a message that nowhere is safe, and this infrequent unfolding of what exactly this creature is will simply not go to bed. Salva has crafted his narrative upon simple elemental horror, bodies being dumped next to a rotting church, the iconography of birds, the location at the start that screams Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the ambiguity of the antagonist. He allows the story to retreat from a location after it's done its job, not squeeze out every moment of possible empty space for a little scare. He never outstays his welcome in any one location, keeping it airtight and absorbing. The reveal of the creeper itself is a stab to our assumptions – 
as Salva never shies away from showing the audience what the Creeper actually is. His development of the Creeper, the evolution of the Creeper throughout the film is, however, the shocking factor of the antagonist as he starts as one thing and becomes entirely something else at the end. The reasoning and logical answers of the origin of the creature are brushed off with a small line of dialogue from a local one that sort of echoes that scene in Predator when the woman says, only in the hottest years this happens, and this year it grows hot. Here in this movie it says, every 23rd spring for 23 days it gets to eat. So like John McClane, wrong place at the wrong time. The film involves into a scope of a cat and mouse game that lays out the geography of this town where this film invites others along for the ride, most notably the impractical sheriff's office with 14 able men who are using a blood splattering fashion to showcase the grotesque violent urges of our creeper. The imagery in this film is striking. Production design needs to take a bow for this film, making mundane things like the sewer and highway incredibly eerie. The choice of what to show and for how long is also a tribute to the anticipation of this film where we see the creeper longer than we think we should. His demonic transformation after being run over three times by our siblings is unsettling for such a simple action of a large wing sprouting from its back. Before that, we kind of overstay our welcome when we watch the creeper eat a human tongue in a headlight silhouette. Again, misguiding our assumptions about this creature is and how much we are allowed to see. The film's cleverly crafted book-ended moments were a rarity in 90s horror, instead opting in for just chaos and mayhem in the forms of CGI violence and pig's blood. With Coppola in the production seat, the depth of every action and little detail soon becomes relevant or revealing later in this film. The attention to every little detail is actually proven to be relevant later on, and I love it when films do that. I mean, for instance, when they're playing that silly license game where they're trying to get phrases out of license plate numbers or words. I mean, there's a license plate that reads B-E-A-T-N-G-U, and Trish takes it for beating you, although I'm sure the director is aiming the audience to say be-eating you, which is very relevant later on. And that line of dialogue when Darry tells Trish she actually did something good for him and history can never take that away, well, later on, she attempts at the end to sacrifice herself for Darry, but fails. And speaking of that last scene as well, why did the creeper choose Darry over Trish? Well, that thing is hinted right at the start of the movie, where Trish is simply holding a pair of reading glasses. It serves no real purpose at the time, but when the film ends, it makes a lot of sense, seeming the part of the creeper that Darry is taken is the eyes. Classic case of Chekhov's gun, which dictates if you see a gun hung on the wall in the first act, by the third act, the gun will be fired. Otherwise, why show it? Jeepers Creepers exceeded general expectation when it came out, breaking Labor Day records, which was actually beaten by the sequel three years later. The film survives outside of what is considered the big four villains, but the Halloweenish-esque iconography of the crows, the church, the scarecrow, and the standard shocking 80s ending this film all possesses makes Jeepers Creepers a countless horror movie that is somewhat underlooked for its discreetness in advertising and overshadowed by the herd of sequels from the other big four, which, by the way, are Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think between them is around 35 films and counting. But anyways, that's all I have time for with Jeepers Creepers. Nah, try not to sing the song. Don't ask your sister to hold your feet. And don't go visiting any creepy cat ladies. Anyway, please subscribe to my podcast. I'm on iTunes, Google, Amazon, and Spotify. And you can also find me on Instagram. That's Film Exploration AH, or lowercase or one word. But for now, thank you for listening to Season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry.